Hello and welcome to the Sunny Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Jared, and joining me tonight is Sean. How are you, Sean? Good, yeah. I'm getting a double intro going there. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, just back in Australia, so feeling a bit jet-lagged. Uh, yeah, it was quite a trip, quite a trip. Bit of technical difficulties at the start here before we got, got into it, but yeah, off we go. So um, yeah, welcome back down under, mate. How was your trip? It was good. The weather was much the same as here. So WA winter is the same as a Scottish summer. Uh, and apart from the absolute stinking mess that was the bin strike, it was pretty good. Got to go to Tanadice. Uh, got to see 35 minutes of the, the derby game live um, before I had to go to the wedding ceremony. Uh, I think there was a few people looking at their phones during the ceremony. Wouldn't surprise me, mate. Would not surprise me at all. Um, you said to let to do the old messaging during the day, and I've, I've realised, like, oh, hang on, I've been that into the game on the weekend that I've kind of forgot to message Sean's score update. So sorry about that. Oh, is right. I had the backup plan. I had my mate Cupcake messaging me the goals as well. He's sent me oh, videos ha- and everything. Happy days, shit mate. I am, but you know, <laughs> Cupcake for the win. Love it. Happy days. <laughs> what a legend. What a name, Cupcake. Gotta love that. Brilliant. <laughs> so. On today's podcast, we're just going to go through, we've had three games since the last podcast, so we've got the game against Ross County, we've got the game against Servco, and we got Real Madrid, which we didn't even preview on last week's pod because this idiot here saw Wednesday and thought it was Wednesday night over there, not Wednesday morning our time, so uh, didn't preview it, but yeah, we'll discuss that anyway, and then we just go through the transfer window, and then also... Um, talk about the upcoming game against Livingston on the weekend and answer any questions you guys send through in the comments. So, um, yeah, we'll uh, crack on. So do you really want to talk about Ross County, Sean? Or was that long ago? <laughs> it feels like a long time ago. It was. We could mention uh, quickly that uh, Alex Iacovite is the only player in Scottish football who's scored a goal against us so far this year, and he's done it twice. Uh Maybe something to take note of. Uh, we do seem to concede these kind of goals against Ross County specifically, and I'm not sure why, uh, since other teams uh, other teams have not figured it out or Ross County have just got a better tactic at it. Or that centre-back just doesn't like running back down the field and likes to hang up the front thinking he's a centre-forward and that's why he scores. Yeah, it kind of did make me debate, you know, because Starfelt ducks, ducks out the high ball and then Morris Jens loses his runner and I'm like, so, so you know this whole debate who's partnering, partnering Carter Vickers and it's like well you could make a case for dropping either of them on that evidence no comment one's injured <laughs> and with the other games that happened over the weekend um, the weekend and this morning well yeah it's one of those ones for me where Carter Vickers is the first name on the team sheet but I actually thought it was good to see Jens and staff out playing together. Yeah, well, however briefly, yeah. Yeah, well, we hadn't seen that. So every other combination we'd had, so it was always, who's going to partner Carter Vickers? Is it going to be Starfeld? Is it going to be Jens? Is it going to be Welsh? Well, we'd seen Welsh and Carter Vickers. We'd seen Welsh and Starfeld. We'd seen, you know, Starfeld, Carter Vickers, obviously. The only combo we hadn't really seen, we'd seen Jens and Welsh together. The only one we hadn't seen was Starfelt and Welsh together. So it was actually good to see that combination, even for a little while. And I actually thought Jens playing left centre-back, Starfelt right centre-back, 
I think he actually looked a little more composed on the ball. Not a lot more composed, but a little bit more composed. Yeah. So the thing is, I'll get into with the Ross County game quickly because no one really wants to talk about a week old game now. But the thing I loved about it was we were talking on the pod last week, oh, how many changes do you think Andrew's going to make? And we're all like two or three or maximum of four pretty much wholesale changes. Oh, yeah. we, had so C- we were well wrong. I, I thought Ange could do it, but I actually didn't think he would. And I was talking, chatting to Shane, who's been on the pod before and everything, and he said the exact same thing. Like, who would have thought that Ange actually would do that? Because he doesn't even doesn't do that even over here for Australia, the works. He does, hasn't been known to do that. So Seagrass got his debut. Bernabe, deb- not a debut, but, you know, start, first start for the club. Welsh and Jens were together. Ralston got a start. Moy started. Turnbull and McGregor. I think the only ones who didn't, who weren't dropped from the game the week before was what Maeda and McGregor. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? Um, about everyone. About had played, but he'd only just came into the team. Yeah. So he had Starfelt, Kyogo, Haksabanovic, McCarthy, Jota, Bain, Hatate, Forrest, Juranovic on the bench. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, lazy 4-1 win, four different goal scorers yet again. Love it. Forrest on the score sheet, meaning that's 14 straight seasons he's scored for the club. Yeah. I don't, don't think, think anyone's... We'll yeah, it just doesn't happen really. I don't think we'll see much of him this season, but he's good to have around the locker room as a veteran who can come in and do the job when and where, and it's good for our club culture. So it's good to see him do that and keep that history up. And, yeah, off we go. Yep. So we'll get into the the main event of the evening, the one everyone wants to talk about. Celtic four. Now, how would I describe them? Would I describe them as zombies, as Sevco, as Rangers, as the Glasgow Rangers? You know, the mob from Govan. Yep, that mob. <laughs> I, th- I think you can see Sevco works for me. I've got I've got plenty of other ones, but you know, they hear it, they'll report the channel. See you later. So um we'll leave it as is. But going into the game, I was quietly confident. Pretty much everyone was confident. Quietly considering I said it was going to be six nil win mm-hmm. last week's pod. We're half time. Yeah, half time I thought you were getting it. I thought it was on. And yeah. then I was like, oh, you guys are wasteful. What the hell? So um missed a few chances. But yeah, it was uh you know, it's good to see a barter. I think going into the game, realistically, it was who's going to start at centre back alongside Carter Vickers, and who was going to start up front. Was it going to be a barter or was it going to be Maeda? They were the two questions. Mm-hmm. I think Ange got it spot on, to be honest with you. Um, the Carter Vickers staff out centre back pairing looked really composed with the intensity of what was going on in that game. Juranovic and Taylor did their job really well that they've been doing all season out wide. The midfield trio of McGregor, Hatate and O'Reilly, they're getting better every game they play together. And then up front, you had the speed out wide of Abada. You got Kyogo in the middle, well, for three minutes, and Jota on the left going at Tavernier all game. I think he's still got tab in his pocket. But... um. 
Yeah, what was your overall take on the game, Sean? <clears throat> I'd say it was as much as you're giving Kyogo the credit of three minutes. I wouldn't even say it was that. He was he never even got inside the the Sefco penalty box. Do you know what I mean? Like it was twenty seconds in, and he gets his shoulder dislocated and spends two minutes getting treatment, and then tries to run it off and can't. Um, on, Sean, I actually looked at it again today. I went on and rewatched just to get that quote right. <laughs> he was sucked off when the board went up. It was three minutes and thirteen seconds. Well, I just go. meant in terms of being on the pitch and being no, involved. On the pitch, like, yeah, I just thought I'd use that to be for funny, but yeah, it, it wasn't even. To- yeah, it looked totally innocuous as well, like the tackle. It didn't, I think it was just one of those ones. You know, I don't know if you remember one like 20 years back where Chris Burke playing for uh, Rangers as it was back then, he went down as a, like doing the old platoon thing, you know, uh, and like there was almost no contact, but it seemed like his shoulder had just fallen off. Uh, and it kind of looked like that with Sevco, like so little contact, but just shoulders just gone. It's one of these ones you just don't know how what causes it sometimes, you know. People are going off online about, oh, that's Lundstrom being a grub, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's grubby. He had plenty of things in that game that could have got him a red card or a second yellow, but or he didn't even get a yellow. But for me, that one there was just a collision. Kyogo mm-hmm. had his arm up, he didn't have much much um, way to protect himself. The contact came in underneath it. It's one where you cop the hit just in this section here, jolts your arm up and it, and it jars your AC joint. Mm-hmm. Done that before myself. Not not pleasant, hurts like buggery. You get a bit of a stinger down your arm. And in that situation, if he's struggling to get along with it, move his arm and all that sort of stuff. And the speed he runs, he needs his arms for balance. Yeah, you better off to sub him off, put... You know, we've got Maeda who can come on as a striker if need be. We've got Jack and Maccas who can do the job. you got five a, subs, why not? It's a concern uh, <clears throat> after what happened to him last year, though, as well. Um, if you remember, he tried to play through his hamstring injury, and he, and he did, and scored two goals in the cup final, but then he does it the next game, 20 minutes in, and he's out for four or five months. So, um, and looking especially with that shoulder injury, Greg Taylor had the same thing where, again, he did it, Tried to come back, re-injured it, and had to go for surgery. So it's, it, I'm there's suspicious. Another there's another person as well, Kieran Tierney. You went to Arsenal, the same deal. Mm, that's right. Yeah. So I, I'm not actually optimistic about his involvement in the next few months. To be totally honest with you, um, yeah, it's a disappointment. But yeah, to get back to the game rather than forecasting Kyogo's injury future, um, it was about a, a it's a continuing curiosity how John Lundstrom is so uncardable um, I don't understand it at all, like he's committed so many fouls um, and we said last week uh, I'm pretty sure it was on the podcast that uh, we were going to have to be good enough to beat 12 men and as it happens we were good enough to beat 12 men because we were absolutely up against 12 men, uh, we should have had a stonewall penalty, uh, I think it was was it 1-0 or 0-0 no, no at the time uh, yeah. when a bather gets taken out from behind by Ryan Kent. That is an absolute stonewall penalty every day of the week. I don't know how he's not given it. Uh, there was a couple of challenges that, again, uh, Lundstrom pulls a guy back. The only reason he doesn't get booked is because he's just booked someone else for doing the same thing. Absolute crap bag decision from the referee. Um, yeah, like I think the ref was giving them a lot of leniency. And you on another, one out, Sean. you left one out. Tillman Goals did the same. Oh, Goldson's elbow. starts into the back of uh, Maeda's knee. See, I'm actually going to... Yeah. 
I think the pictures that the still picture actually makes that look worse than it is. I actually think that was a, a yellow card. Um, not because, like, I'd like it to be a red card, but I think if you're going by the laws of the game, I actually think it was a red, uh, a yellow card. Um, because he's like he's in. I know it's a deliberate foul, but he's also in control, and it's not particularly dangerous or reckless. Um, despite the frustration you know how rec- how deliberate it really is i think that there's that one still picture that makes it look like it's a stud in the leg but really is he's just kind of coming across the back and if you watch it actually playing in motion it's not actually happening yeah. like that well two things on that sean one yeah i agree with you in terms of playing and if we go back five years before var came in came in that wouldn't that would have been yep yellow fair enough off you go but because you've got var and we see that over here epl pretty much everywhere else, if that went to a VAR and they got that one still shot where they had that extended leg studs up pushing on the back of his leg, it would have been a red card from a VAR situation. That's why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I think it should be a red card. Mm-hmm. As you're saying, I kind of agree with it. The ref dealt with it. It looked a lot worse than it actually was when you look at that picture. But as Strange Love the Doctor saying in the comments, no intention to even play the ball. Letter of the law, it's a red. He was making a professional foul. The studs were up. If that was a VAR, would have been a red card. Well, That's... intentional foul is not red in its own. It has to be dangerous and reckless as well. Because, like, for example, like uh, pulling a player back is no intention to play the ball, but it's not red. So basically, the, the, by the letter of the law, that golden tackle was equivalent to uh, someone pulling a player back when they're about to break. Even though it is way more dangerous, but the letter of the do you know what I mean? Like the letter of the law. It's it's wild how those two things are absolutely equivalent on paper, but like they're so different in actual during a game. Yep. Yeah. Well, um there's a couple of other things I wanted to touch on. But Well, there was a couple of elbows, wasn't there? And a flying hand right into the middle of the face. Um yeah, the, the thing for me is I wanted to – you go into the game and you're hearing all these things about Tillman and Kolak and how well those guys are doing. And I think Kolak looked threatening, but he had no service for them. Tillman, I don't, I don't see it from what we're hearing. But at the same time, the one I wanted to single out for them was Kent. Mm-hmm. Can, we used to complain about our wingers not being able to put a good cross in. Can you imagine being a Rangers fan and your frustration with that on the weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only I think the only offensive thing they had of note was a couple of crosses from Barisic that uh, Kolak got an end of and should have done better with. Um, but Kent was an absolute man down for them. Tillman was was almost a man down as well. Uh, they were really. If if you're one if you're putting on your Rangers eyes your Sevco eyes for a minute once you've stopped eyeing up your sister you're going to be very frustrated with what you were seeing from the players on the pitch do you know what I mean like they were just not not at it to be totally honest and uh, the the whole thing about Joe uh, we 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 say it all the time Jared right when we're talking about and with every time we're coming up to play them it's the fullbacks right and yeah. well, the, all the memes are doing rounds of Jota turning to Venier inside out. Two of those goals are directly Barisic's fault defensively. Um, if you actually go back and watch the third goal again, 
you literally, I've I've watched it like twenty times and I cannot figure out where Barisic is. Like Abada's our right winger. He's scoring in the left in the position where the the Sevco left back should be. And I keep watching this replay, and I literally don't know where he is. I don't know where in the pitch he is. The nearest player to uh, to Abada is Sands. I cannot find Barisic. I know. I can tell you where he is. He's still in Abada's back pocket after last year. <laughs> In the in the derby where you know Habata was ghosting in and he's just on his hands and knees grabbing his head. Yeah, oh man, still one of I my favorite moments. That, yeah, that's got to be part of why Ange, you know, went with Habata. Soon you, you know, okay, it's going to be Barisic. You go, let's put a barter in. This is going to mess with his head. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, that could be. A, that's a good point actually, and it worked. You know, two goals in the first half hour or whatever it was, or forty minutes from Habata, uh, and, and another one that was close. Uh, but yeah. The day two fullbacks are there to get got at, and we we seem to be getting good at doing that now. Um, three now, assists for Matt O'Reilly as well. So, something that jumped off at, off the page at me or the, off the screen basically when I was looking at the teamless pregame. You compare us first derby game where we played them last year, with Edward up front, Kyogo playing on the left. How weak that squad was to. You look at our team. So we all know what the starting lineup is. You then go and look at the bench. Jens, Jakimakis, Haksabanovic, Moy, Turnbull, Segrist, Maeda, Forrest, Ralston. Of those players, Ralston, Forrest, Turnbull would have been starters last season mm-hmm. when we were playing Rangers in the first game, Sefko. So you look at the, the strength. Then you look at the subs that we made. So you t- we got Jens has come in, Jack and Marcus has come in, Moy, Turnbull, Maeda. Those are the guys we brought on. Crazy depth. Mm-hmm. You look at them. They brought on Jack, Morelos, Wright, Sakala, Arfield. Not the same level, and that's not with my with my green tin and specs on or anything like that. Mm-hmm. That's just what they've got. Where it gets interesting is when you look at the players on the bench who didn't take the pitch, right? So they had McGregor, Yulmaz, King, Devine. That's their bench. Who are King? Who are Devine? McGregor's old. And Yulmaz is a new signing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you look at our guys who didn't come on. Haksabanovic, Segrist, Forrest, Ralston. Two Scottish internationals. Uh, what is he? Um, Montenegrin or whatever it is, international. And what's Segrist? He's Swiss. Swiss. And he's been in the, around the Swiss squad for a while too. International players not coming on for us. And you look at their bench. And then on top of that, who didn't even make the match day squad? Mm. No Bernabe. No McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And there was one other that I can't remember off the top of my head. Well. Adeguchi is injured, but still. Yeah, Gucci, and there was still one more. So, yeah, it's just insane the amount of depth we've got there, plus the new guy we've signed, Abulgard, who would more than likely be competing with Moy for that first midfield sub off the bench in the centre of the park. And he's also an international player. Exactly. So you look at the difference there and you go, compare it. This time last year to now, oh, geez, Ange, mate, unbelievable. Great job. And there was a rumour as well that we didn't even 
spend all of our transfer budget and it's available for us in January if we need it. That's the rumour. Yeah, well, I'll get to that later on if you want. But it's, uh, <laughs> I'll bring up a couple of comments, though. So on the derby, Strange Little Doctor, I think it was a masterclass. We gave them the ball and smashed them in transitions. Correct. I thought it was a good dress rehearsal for what we were trying to do against Real Madrid this morning as well. Mm-hmm. I keep saying this morning to everyone over in Europe because it was morning. I've yeah. been up since 4.30 this morning. If I sound delusional, that's why. But, yeah, it's... um. I think it was a good setup for that. And then Dermot Celtic Rabideau has gone. Rangers were never really in it. We played them off the park and don't give us stuff about them, their failings. Beat them well and lots of good performances by us to talk about. Exactly. I agree with you. It's all about us. However, the reason we're bringing this up is because I just want to do the comparisons. All the talk you see on social media, all the talk in the media, all the you know, two seasons ago, how bad we were and the situation we were in when Ange came into the club and they're all up and about because, oh, they've just won a title and now you do the comparison 12 months down the track after the first derby, you've got to do that comparison. That's the reason for that. But, yeah, it's unbelievable just the the growth in the squad and this morning's game proved it even better. Yeah, just absolutely on all the things you're saying there, Jared, and uh, I was trying to get the audio clip, but technical issues. Um, the Matt O'Reilly post-match on Celtic TV from the, the Derby was, um, I'll just read it because I couldn't get the. So he says, our football, uh, it was our football, the way we want to play. It was the patterns of play that we've worked on all the time. The first one, for example, was a half space run and a cutback. We do that a lot in training. Jota's was a third man run as well, uh, which we work on quite a lot. So they're like, it's not, they're being totally dispassionate about it and just going, yep, this is what we do. This is our football. We're playing it the way we want. Do you know what I mean? It's not even like, oh yeah, we just ran over them. Nothing like that. It's like, well, we did, we worked on this at training and here's it paying off. Do you know what I mean? It's total, and it's, they're describing it as our brand of football. So there's, everyone's very clear about what they're doing. It's not just luck. It's not just get it into the final third and be creative, you know? It's not the old Lenny style, you know, switch the wingers, get it into the mixer. It's none of that anymore. Yeah. It's just um, it's, it's an actual way we go about things mm-hmm. and the way we're doing it and the buying from all the players and how well they're developing. Not only is it going to help us now in the, in the league, it's going to help us in Europe as we've seen. It's also going to help us in the future because players are going to see that and be like, if they were 50-50 and wanting to come to Celtic, now they're going to be like, oh, okay, I could fit into that system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the hell a half space run and a cutback is, but uh, Matt O'Reilly and Callum McGregor and Jota and Abada, they all know. Uh, third man run, I don't know. I mean, if you're looking at it, there's three men across the front, and it's the 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 third one, the furthest away one, that's making the run. So I don't know, like, I don't know. They know, <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're speaking Spanish, and we're all here for the, to just join the party. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That was impressive. I was really impressed with that interview and the way he was saying that. I was like, wow. Great to see we're all on the same page. We know what the plan is and off we go. And we're just, what we're doing at Lennox Town during the week, practicing is being put into place and coming off under pressure at the big and high stakes games. It's great to see that. Mm -hmm. Shows that we actually are well coached. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Andrew Reid's got a comment. Best comment during the game was the wife on Tillman. Has that boy played football before? Well, there was one. What was the one about Morelos? It was um, one of the. It was an English 
uh, radio yeah, pundit? Trump. Did you see it? Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he said, oh, who's that bloke with the frosted tips that's came on for the last 20 minutes? It looks like someone's dad that's came on to make up numbers at a game of fives. Um, yeah, he... I've got it here. So Andy, Andy Bush has gone, don't have BT Sports. I ended up watching the OF Derby. That's all I'm going to say. Who was the fat bloke Rangers brought up front for the last 20? Looked like a competition winner with frosted tipped hair. <laughs> that's and someone replied, ha, 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 that's their 30 million pound striker. And he's like, I've never seen anything like it, mate. Look like a dad making up the numbers at a birthday party, six aside. <laughs> he did as well. Like he, was, he did nothing other than just throw an elbow in someone's face. He's like, man. The, he's... Funny, yeah. the funny thing on that, Sean, is... On Sunday, Father's Day, saw my dad. My brother was there, and he's just like, "Oh, so we're celebrating the four 0 last night, blah blah." And he doesn't really talk much Celtic with me, but he was like, "How good was it?" And then I read him that tweet, and he's just like, "Yeah, I was wondering who that guy is. He makes me look skinny." And my older, my older brother is similar sort of build to me. He's like tall, got a bit of extra weight on him, whatever. But he goes, "He makes me look skinny," and I'm like. If that's a professional athlete, geez, come on now. Do you know who's probably raging? Lee Griffiths. He was never as big as that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Lee Griffiths is getting called fat and he was not as big as that. Do you know what I mean? Like I used, I used to joke when people called Griff fat. I'd be like, oh, I wish I was that fat. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, Manelis actually has got a bit more heft than me. And I don't think I'm particularly skinny. Um yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll leave the body shaming before the woke mobs try and that's cancel fair. us. That's fair. We'll, uh, and just we'll, like we'll, just on. we're commenting on his professionalism, not on his uh, body choices. Yep. So, any other players you want to, or any other things from the derby you want to call out? Because I've I've got two things I want to mention. Uh, the one thing, and I didn't put a timestamp on this note, so I'm gonna kind of struggling to remember exactly when it happened but there was one set piece where um, my Dyson Maeda was marking Connor Goldson uh, and it made me start to think about uh, the the comments uh, on signing um, Abodgard, uh from Postacoglu where he said most of our players wouldn't go on a ride at Disneyland and I'm like well I wonder if that's by design uh, or if it's just uh, somebody's lost their man but Maeda was marking Goldson and I was quite Worried about that. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I kind of didn't have any more to add to that, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was, and um, I was the, to, I was trying to come up with something witty, and I'm just like, nah. Yeah, the Starfelt header as well was shocking. He almost cost us a goal, but apart from that, I, I thought he had a good game. Uh, the one where he puts it on a plate for uh, Kolak, um, instead of letting it run to Joe Hart. But yeah, I mean, apart from that was my only two kind of notes that I took that were a concern on the Celtic side of things. I thought they were brilliant. I mean, yeah, I didn't yeah. get to see the whole game live because my brother was getting married, but I did get to see it all after. Yeah, for me, the two things I wanted to bring up was, one, the TIFO pregame looked awesome. Uh, two, yeah. two, the carry-on to Jodder's goal celebration, head down, arm up. People saying, oh, it's all IRA-inspired and all this sort of shit. I'm like, get over it. No, it's a drinky. It's the Jimmy Johnson exactly. thing. Exactly. I don't, know why, I don't know why everyone's jumping on this. Maybe Jimmy Johnson got it from Republican things. I don't know. But it Who was knows? very much a, clearly a, a Jimmy Johnson thing. Exactly. And, like, that's the thing. Like, you look at 
on Twitter, all the Celtic fans saying it's all jinky, it's all jinky sort of thing. And then you got their guys trying to say, no, it's this this person, this 13-year-old, or was it the TFL? And then is this based on some IRA person? I'm just like, come on, mate. Do you really think a footballer from Portugal is going to go and learn his history on the IRA and then do that pose in the derby? Exactly. Right right in front of the corner where their, where their away fans are sitting, I think it was. Do you know what's just quite... Really- What's just clicked to me now is remember Kyogo did the, the Larson celebration against Dundee United? Yeah. And now Jota's doing the Jinkyo. I reckon these guys are checking up in the history. That's good. If you know your history, happy yeah. days. I reckon that's what's going on here. Yeah. So um, we've got some news. Martin Kay in the comments. Not, not Celtic related at all. Chelsea boss sacked. Thomas really? Tuchel apparently has been <laughs> sacked. Well, RB Leipzig have sacked their manager. That's who I was just looking up when you were talking before yeah. as well. After they so, got p- pants last night, didn't they, by Shakhtar? Or this morning, I should say. So, yeah, he's been been given the flick. And that means former Hoops defender Andreas Hinkle has also lost the Leipzig job, his job there, because he was an assistant. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. It usually works against you when... But you'd rather yeah. play them when they're in shambles, like it's worked for Shakhtar last night. You get the old new, you know, new manager bounce sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Players trying harder, that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's kind of bad news for us then, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't like that comment, Dermot. No, uh, come on. Dermot, no, I'm going to bring up <laughs> So talking about knowing your history at the club, like I just said, talking about Rangers, they don't have a history. Yeah, that's no, not the comment we're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> The next comment, Chelsea after Ange. I don't think Ange will be that stupid because, you know, he knows that they, how quickly they fire everyone. So, well, look, um, I was talking to my dad after the nine 0 game, and I was saying, uh, like, how long do we, how long have we got him for? Do you know? At that point, like, and yeah, as I said, if we do well in Champions League, this is he's not going to be here next year, right? For me, yeah, I always said that. You know, it's year two, and with Ange at Clubland, it's always tends to be a three, three year sort of ride for him, or four years max. Like at South Melbourne, he was there four years. At you know Brisbane, he was there. I think it was three, three full seasons, and rebuild it, and then one, two, and then left. Melbourne Victory was there for a year, but then left because he went to the Australian national team, and he was there for the full four year cycle. But you know. And then you get him at, you know, over in Japan. He was there for just on, I think it was three and a half seasons. And mm-hmm. now he's with us, he's going to year two. I don't want to, I don't want to start that rumor that you're saying they're Dermot for the nervous ones. <laughs> um, that's, that's the sort of thing you'll get on another, another podcast that is named after a bus where they're already talking him up for the Man United job. So Ugh. We'll, we'll leave that for that podcast and we'll stick to, Andrew's here as long as he wants. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I totally on board with that. I'm just, I think anyone that gets offered £15 million pounds a year or, or whatever is going to go. Because uh, I'm sure, uh, what would we be paying him? What, three, four, if we're lucky? Yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Maybe even two. <laughs> Let's be honest. I was going to say, yeah, like Rogers was, what, Four or five. So Jeremy yeah. and he had he came from Liverpool, not to you know, not yeah. from Japan. 
Yep, exactly. So you'd think we would have got a hand pretty cheap because he just wanted a club in Europe to give him a chance. So mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, let's lock him down on a long-term five-year deal then so we can, you know, bank cash bank on him if he does eventually leave instead of, uh, you know, having him on the one-year rolling contract. Sounds good. Get it done, Celtic. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Next game. Celtic, nil. Real Madrid, three. Discuss, Sean, your thoughts. I I was in a bit of a haze of uh, jet lag at the time, but uh, so but from what I've seen, I thought we were brilliant. Um, and then I, I totally agreed with what uh, Postacoglu said in the, the aftermatch was that we we need to be more. Um, what's the word? Uh, sorry, it's totally gone out of my head now. Uh, clinical more clinical in Europe and he's not wrong because uh, for everything that Abada was against Sevco he was not against Real Madrid um, he was getting he's, he's, one thing that Abada's never had a problem with is making good runs and getting into good positions but what he did have a problem with uh, this morning was composure and uh, decision making and he did the opposite of that against Sevco he did the opposite of that against Dundee United so it has to be you could really, I believe, chalk it up to an experience and uh, just lack of composure, due, maybe due to age, being awestruck on the occasion. And there, oh, there was, yeah. Can I sorry, quickly jump in on that there, for yeah, Sean, yeah. just before I forget what I'm thinking? But the way Tillman wilted on the weekend with our 60,000 on top of him, I think last night, first Champions League game against the defending European champions, Real Madrid, a club he's probably grown up watching his whole life being, oh, wow, mm. that's, real, that's Real Madrid. And, mm-hmm. you know, under the lights of Celtic Park, it's a whole different beast. First time in a Champions League. I think maybe he wilted a little bit on that. He was still making some good runs, but mm-hmm. he was just wasteful. Yeah. But I want to go on record and say those people – who were blowing wind up his ass on Saturday saying, oh, Abada's the best player, how well how well he's going. I've seen a few of those people saying the same, saying that he's shit, he should never be in the first team again. Haksabanovic should have his spot or Maeda should have his spot every time going forward now. Mm-hmm. You can't flip-flop like that. Come no. on. Back you guys. He's only a 20-year-old kid. Yeah, First I'm... time. Like, give him a chance. Is he not even 21 yet? I, th- I can't remember. No. He's just turned 20 just... just in the preseason. Look... You get inconsistency from any winger. It's just a, it's just an inconsistent position on the field. Like it's hard to be consistent from out there, and when you're twenty as well, you know. As long as yeah, same age as I'm off. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Take, so take I'm, I'm definitely off. not. Yeah, take that on same age as Karamoko and Owen Moffat. There you go. So, mm. would you rather have either of those two in that situation last night? I wouldn't have. So for me, it's a barter all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just need to look at the chances that. So Real Madrid had like wait, one real chance at no no uh, before they scored uh, the one where Hart saves, but um, other than that, like their next real chance is the one where the same guy just slots away. Uh, I was a bit disappointed that Juranovic, do I again? Do I kill him? But if he's just slide tackled to try and block it, the guy can't score that goal. Uh, and Tony Ralston would have absolutely done that. That's one thing I will say is Ralston would have defended that better. Um, first we, one? We know, yeah, the first one, yeah. Because uh, the thing with the first one as well is as the ball's gone down the wing before it's come in, do you see the how clever they were where they ran 
in front of our guy to make Gins have to go around. I didn't pick up on that now. Yeah, I noticed that. So as soon as he's played the pass, he's kept running and he's bumped Yen. So Yen's basically on the sideline. Oh, okay. And then put him out of position, which dragged Carter Vickers across, which dragged the other guy across. And then it was one pass, finish. And you're just like, mm. what can you do? It's just a class thing. Let's be honest here. If you, if you saw that in Scotland, you'd get away with it. Mm-hmm. But well, Yeah, until that first goal, we had them absolutely rattled. But it kind of reminded me a wee bit of what, or not reminded me of, sorry, but made me think uh, what it would be like to be, I guess, like a, I guess a Ross County supporter, really, like, or someone like when they're playing against Celtic, like, you you can have great tactics, you can ha- play a great game, you can uh, have absolute maximum intensity, but then in some nine times out of ten, the, the difference in quality will just tell at key moments in the game, and that's kind of what happened uh, for Real Madrid against us. 100%. And me going in, I'm like, you can talk all we want. Like, oh, we're playing well, Ange is doing well, that sort of stuff. But we've got to be realistic. Like, Bodo Glimt put us out of out of the Conference League last year. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing at their level for how long? As a squad for three, four years. This is year two. We've got a young team, which I'll get to in the next topic. When I say a young team, you'll all understand that soon enough. But talking about us and its development and its growth phase for the club, it's you can't be mad at that. Like I honestly didn't expect, I didn't expect to beat them. I was hoping we'd pick up a point. And as we said last week, talking about the groups or the week before, it's a matter of. Um, you know, if turning it into a three-team group, if Real Madrid will go out there and they'll do the business on every every team in the group, they'll beat Don, they'll beat Shakhtar, they'll beat Leipzig, they've beaten us. So if we could pick up a point against them in home or away, that could be the difference in the swing thing to get second and stay in the Champions League post Christmas or post World Cup. So that's what it's about. Strange of the doctor's got a comment here, it's ties imperfect. It's like chess. You only improve playing against better players. Last night was an education. Yep. Spot on. I've got a couple other comments to bring up here. So Dermot has said, I think it's great showing last night. Looked like we were a chance for 55 minutes. At least three good chances that we could have put away another time. Still think we can make it out of the group. On that one, after 20 minutes, we could have scored four goals. I'm not, not lying here. Mm-hmm. We had... Two close ones, a ball width hit in the side netting. We had a, one hit the post. We had a couple of decent ones where we've made Qatar make a good save. So we could have been three or four up after 20 minutes. At half time, we could have scored probably five goals. They could have scored probably three. I'm not mucking around. But yeah, to, to be like going at the defending European champions for 55 minutes and doing what we did. I'm happy with that. Yeah. It, we'd obviously be happier with a win. And looking if we had that goal, we'd have been, it would have, at some point in the first hour, then it would have really been a very different game. And um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, Michael, Michael yeah. Owen said at half time, if McGregor's strike went in, the one who hit the post, that would have been a completely different game. Mm-hmm. He goes, can you imagine that crowd with how it was already? And then 
you get that goal against the defending European champs and it's your first time back in the Champions League in how long the crowd, how that would have exploded, the energy that would have given to our players when they were already too quick for Real Madrid the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. What would have been the flow-on effect after that? It yeah. would have been insane. Yeah, it's it's really <clears throat> sad that we are having this what could have been uh, conversation, but it, you're right, it was, there was a really a lot of hope considering we were playing the best team in Europe. It, there was a lot of hope came out of it. We yeah. really should have got something. Strange love, the doctor, how far we have come that I'm disappointed not to get a result against Real Madrid. Totally agree. Yeah, that's then that's what it is. That's 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 the feeling, isn't it? Like, because we've absolutely convincingly gubbed everyone we've played so far in Scotland, and we're putting out reserve teams in the League Cup for away games at Dingwall. Um, I've said reserve teams full of internationals, but you know what I mean. Like our backup or bench players out on the starting lineup, and it's crazy. Crazy times. Like if we can actually turn these and this into European results, then it could be one of the best seasons ever. If we can, like this, it's there. The 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 signs are there. We just and is right though. We do need to have that bit more composure and clinical, uh, clin- clinical nature about us when we are in Europe. Speaking on that, Dermot's also commented, "It was a great, intense game. Next level. Can't afford to miss opportunities. The boys were great, and we'll get better." So, as you're saying, don't miss your opportunities. You know, be more clinical. There it is right there. There's another agreement, another one agreeing. Strange love, another comment. I know the lads will have been kicking themselves last night. They know they can do better now, 100%. Learning experience for them. And then Vanessa has commented, what has made us scuff the ball so regularly? Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll let you give a serious answer, Sean. But for me, I think it's because he's he's moving too quick for his legs. Half the time. And well, he wasn't the... moving last night when the ball came to him. That's That was uh, one that just, yeah. He, he's not the kind of player that tends to score volleys. You know, he's not that Kyogo type player. He's the kind of one that gets the ball in front of him. And when you can see it, he can do what he wants with it. But I have actually noticed that before uh, to kind of give Vanessa a little bit of support here is, in that he does. His first touch isn't always that close to him. Uh, he doesn't have necessarily... Uh, He's slightly more towards athlete than he is towards technical footballer. Um, but yeah, I think maybe a sense of occasion as well for that chance that she's talking about. Yep. So we've got some comments on that topic as well. So Strange Love's response is made. It will come good with his finishing. He did the same in Japan. Dermot was he looked wrong footed. Andrew was the ball was traveling and slightly behind him. That's what I was actually about to say. Right. Okay. I was making a joke, like, you know, he's too quick for his legs, but I actually think sometimes the ball tends to be past that half a ball width behind where he, he wants to receive it because of the speed he's moving at. Mm-hmm. And I also agree with you, Andrew. The next game is key. We've got to beat Livingston on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's – well, I think it may have been talking about Shakhtar, but um... – That's what my response was. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, and Ange will say that to him. We'll see him. We'll be seeing one game at a time. We'll have him focused on Livingston. But uh, yeah, from a fan perspective, we obviously do have uh, that European uh, thing on the next level of our sights. So we're off to Warsaw next week for that game. And 
let's hope Marion Shred doesn't come back to Hornets. Like he played really well last night against Leipzig, had two goals or something like that. Was it? Oh, jeez, that that totally yeah. passed me by. Four one, Shred had two of them. Ah <sighs> oh, man, that doesn't. That's quite foreboding for us, isn't it? We've got a thousand wingers, Brendan Ex- Rogers. Ex players always score against us, with the exception of Mo, Mo Bangura. What was that bloke at um? What's he called? Up at was it Mulder or something like that? That we had the guy who got done for racial vilifying Shay Logan. And uh, the next year he come back and he smacked a couple uh, passes. Tonev, did he? Yeah, that's. The, I think that's might might be him. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I remember no, that. No, it wasn't him. That's it was uh, Joe Ingeberge that scored the two against uh, us. Okay, yeah. Hey, all <laughs> say, they all blend into one. You know, players who we signed on loan and you know did nothing at the club and then left. Yeah, and then come back and haunt us. Harold brought back. So Henry Andrews squad rotation for this weekend. I think so. Is it home or away? Uh, yeah, good question. I'll look that one up, but Hacksaw to start. There you go. Livingston, it's like coming home after backing across Europe and then getting the Manly Ferry. If you're from Sydney, you'll understand. At least you're getting the ferry, mate, and not getting stuck on the spit bridge. <laughs> you won't understand <laughs> that. I wouldn't. Oh, no. <laughs> there's this one, there's this old joke in Sydney that the people from the northern beaches don't travel into actual Sydney to watch their sporting teams. And um, the bridge you got to go across is called the Spit. So it's like, you know, the Spit Bridge is just a nightmare to get across. Some days, some days you can sit around it like for half hour either side of it. So that's what that's what that comment was about. Okay, um, yeah, West Coast. No. <laughs> yeah, it's at Salty Park. Yeah, and the games. Um, uh, well, it's Saturday for me. I think you've written Sunday in the wrong run sheet, but it's Saturday night for me. That's because it's Sunday for me. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's going to be well. We midnight. Oh yeah, no, midnight for you, right? Oh, so it's just Sunday midnight. Over. There you go. So it's at three p.m. Three p.m. Yeah. Saturday. I'll, I'll have the the Dockers game will be on at uh, five twenty-five, and then I'll get to do the double, Sean. Exactly. We had a nice long night of sports. Happy days. So. We'll quickly talk about the uh, the game then that we're talking about here, the Livingston game, and then we'll crack onto a transfer roundup or should we just leave that for next week when there's only one game to discuss because the next Champions League game's after. We'll do the transfer window roundup next yeah, week. I think so, yeah. That way John can get involved because he had a few things he wanted to discuss as well. Yeah. So what are you thinking for Livingston? Should we be doing what Andrew said here, which was squad rotation? And how would you rotate the squad? I think we do the same as we did for Dingwall. Pretty much everyone out. Uh, everyone out, next man up. Uh, what I'm most keen to see, if it's possible, I don't know what, what his fitness is really like, but his Haksibanovic uh, <clears throat> starting would be great. Uh, unless Ange has him in mind for the Shakhtar game, in which case maybe not. But um, uh, can you imagine Haksibanovic getting unleashed on Livingston? Uh, that could be quite a sight and it could be and again even with all the subs happening it could be an absolute killing uh, at a home game against Livingston then again maybe not they drew now Martindale's got a good record against us a couple of no-nos at Celtic Park he's quite good at setting up that low block but I'd just like to think we've got enough quality now 
So for me, I'm looking at it going, we've got a few injuries. Like we've got an injury at the back with Starfelt being out. So for me, I think this morning's game, Juranovic was probably, I think we had three players who looked world-class this morning playing against, uh, against Real Madrid. They looked at that level. So Juranovic, O'Reilly, and Hatate, those three to me looked unbelievable. So those guys, they've played heavy minutes today. I'd be giving them the game off. So I'd be giving Ralston the game. I'd be bringing a barter, not a barter, I'd be bringing uh, Moy in. And then you look at it and go, how do you want to tackle that number 10 role? Do you want to push Kelmack forward? Do you want to put Turnbull in? We'll probably start Turnbull. That's what I reckon we'll do because he can unlock a defense and, you know, they look to sit deep. So that could work well. But then you look at the rest of the squad and you go, do you give Taylor a breather? Yeah, you might give Bernabe a go there. But the centre-back pairing, I don't really want to mess with too much because we've had injuries. We've got to build that partnership. Up front, you got, as you said earlier, you don't really think that um, Kyogo is going to be much for us with his injury for the time being. He'll probably be the bench player. So do you start... Maeda up front as a striker, and then do you put give Jota a breather and put Haksabanovic in? There you go. There's probably four or five changes there. Only four or five? Jeez. I'm going four I, or five. I reckon it's more. I reckon you're seeing seven or eight. But um, yeah, the question I guess is who do you start up front? Because with Kyogo Dicey and Jack Amakis with the way he burn out, um, that is definitely a question. The other thing though is we know they like to set a low block. Livy, so how do we beat that? Do we put a speed merchant in there like Maeda as a striker and try and beat him down the pitch? Well, or, it's not... Or do we, or do we need that, is it? Or do, or do we need our battering ram because they're going to be in a low block? There's going to be that many people in there. Do we need to put Jack and Marcus in there? Yeah. So the, the other thing, the other thing I'll say on the opposite side of that is we did say those similar sort of things against the likes of Kilmarnock and then that and Kyogo scores the opening goal with that ball in the channel. So yeah, I know. I think at the end of the day we just have to kind of say you know we trust Ange and we trust these players and all that sort of stuff. You know. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, you're right there, Sean. I don't really care who we put out there. We're going to get the job done. Andrew Galea with the comment here. Ralston at number nine. Oh. Monda Bricky, get it done. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's see it. Let's make it happen. He can play anywhere. It's that good. Put him in goals. Give Joe Hart a game off. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, uh, so. I, I think it could be. Yeah. I think this is the game where when the lineup comes out, and this is a tactic I've used before and won quite a lot of money. Whenever the lineup comes out, you see who's up, who's the striker. And you go and stick uh, ten dollars on a hat trick for whoever the striker is that game. Fair enough. So for me, I'm looking at it going. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking we'll play a five. I said four or five. You're talking me into it, Sean. It's going to be six changes. There we go. You've got me <laughs> to extend myself one more. There'll be a few changes, but I want to keep the centre back bearing together. Just to... How about, here's one. What about Forrest up front? Hmm. We could do that, or we could put a barter as a striker, put mm-hmm. Haksabanovic on the wing anyway, and then we could have a barter score five and then turn around and just give the double birds to all those people typing shit on the keyboards. Mm-hmm. Goal celebration like he's typing, that would be hilarious. I'd understand <laughs> it. Yeah, or goal 
difference is look, our points difference is comfortable, but our goal difference is so comfortable that uh, any kind of win is going to be sufficient, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. What are we on now? 38 games? Is that right? 38? Yeah. 38. And then there's 32 left this season. We're already so, five clear. Yeah. Oh, man. It's insane. It's, a, it's an unbelievable run. It's um, and, and domestically. Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy times. Like, if, if you think back to just, it, what is it? It's just over a year now since we last lost a game to Livingston. And if you go back and listen to the podcast from them, we're just talking like, uh, damage limitation. Let's, you know, it's a successful season if we're within touch of them, you know, and then we've just round off 38 games unbeaten since then. And then Liam says, but, you know, if we're within six points at the break, we'll win the league. He was the and only he was, one saying that. He was the only one who said that. Let's be only honest. One. From early days, that was his preseason prediction. So you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I didn't even think it was possible until I think the, there was the game we beat Aberdeen away. That was the first time I thought it was possible, and then the, I didn't think it was actually going to happen until we beat them three 0 at Celtic Park. It's funny though. You look, if you're at a CSC having these convos, people would be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, sure, you said that," like about Liam. But the proofs on the channel. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we none of us said it. It was just Liam. Yeah, no, I think it's hilarious. But yeah, well, um. Getting back to the Livy game, I'm thinking it's about getting the three points at the end of the day. That's it. Um, who have that Mankey mob got on the weekend? I'm going to quickly check that. Uh, they'll be away from home. Uh, uh, who are they playing? I don't actually know. Um, just, just checking it now. They got Aberdeen at Petodri. Oh, right. That's here, but at Petodri away. That's right. And they're, they're in Amsterdam tonight, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so they're playing in Amsterdam, I think it is. No, it's in well, they're playing tonight. It doesn't matter where it is. Is that Amsterdam? Play, yeah, and then they play the early game on Saturday away. Saturday, is it? Yeah, they're Saturday. Could be some some day for football on Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah, so the game's in Amsterdam. And then they yeah. Saturday, nine PM our time, so that's midday kickoff on Saturday. See, they were they were complaining again recently about uh, the SPFL not postponing fixtures for them around Europe. Absolutely, for us. Get out of yourselves. Sing a different tune, man. Like, geez, oh, like I don't know why they're still complaining about it every time. Like, the definition of insanity: saying the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result, otherwise known as being a zombie fan. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's a good spot to leave it. Score prediction for our game? For Livingston? Um, every, do you know what? Like Every time, I, I, whenever I say it's going to be tight, we end up spanking a team. Just go all out, chop balls to the wall. Just throw some stupid number out there like I did last week. Ah, oh, man. 5 now. Let's go for it. 5 now. It's not stupid, but I think, yeah. A barter with all five. There you go. <laughs> I think Haxibanovich hat trick. Let's see it. 5 0, Haxibanovich hat trick. Yep. For me, I'll go 4 0. 3 three nil or 4 0. It'll be one of them. Actually, if it's 4, it'll be 4 1. It's three goal margin. And hmm, who can score? Who do I just joke is getting the hat trick this week? Because that's the ongoing thing I'm going to say every game now. It's going to be score prediction and this person for a hat trick. 
Cameron Carter, Vickers hat trick. There it is. That's my stupid comment. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> stick it on. You, if you if you say it and you don't stick it on, you're going to regret it. Whatever. What you get? What you get for Alec? Forty to one? No, no, sorry. Forty to one is like first goal scorer odds. It'd be five hundred to one for a hat trick. Something yes. like that. Cash me <laughs> up for my Sydney trip. Sounds good. Yeah. One one dollar will pay for my Sydney trip for my hotel. <laughs> Happy days. Getting it done, Carter Vickers. <laughs> Yeah, Sydney's coming right. up soon. Yep. All right, Sean. So, is anything else you want to add about the games? We'll do the transfer window recap next week. But other than that, then we'll get, if you've got anything else you want to add, uh, over to you. Otherwise, final thought. Uh, final thought. Um, don't take a 22 hour flight with a three year old. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> oh. Take that on yeah. board. Send, send them in the post or something. Or just don't do the journey. Just put them in a container. Off you go. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be here in six weeks. Here's, here's some water. You're good. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, for me, final thought is, as a as a subject, the name of the pod is, we run this town. Mm-hmm. Glasgow's green and white. Get around the boys. Don't need the negativity. Let's just focus on... First time in Champions League in years. Let's just support this team and watch them grow. Because the support that we gave last night at the game, the atmosphere was electric. Same on the weekend. More of the same this weekend. Let's just never, we never stop, as Ange says. Let's just keep going as a fan base as well. Keep supporting the team and keep, let's us as a supporter base improve as much as the players and the club is. We all need to grow together to get back to our rightful place as European elite. Mm-hmm. And from what I've seen, this this the fans did a really good job last night of doing that, even after the after the game. Unbelievable from what I saw. So mm-hmm. yeah, well done, everyone. Those who hung around after the game and everything as well, legends. Yep. All right, everyone. Before we get going, just if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Soak Down Under podcast via your podcast app. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel on there on our YouTube channel. Uh, we've got Twitter and Instagram at Celtic Down. And on Facebook, we've got a page and a group on there. So if you could give them a like and join, really appreciate it. Other than that, everyone, hope you enjoyed the show. Chat with you next week. Hail, hail. Hail, hail.